Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I am at Columbia Precision Machining today, located in Egan, Minnesota. Across from me is the president of the company, Keith Johnson. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good. And the beautiful Melanie LaRue is co-hosting with me again today. How are you doing, Melanie? I'm great. How are you, Jason? Good, good. So. Right on. Oh, we got a special <laughs> guest today. <laughs> we got a dog Ooh. in the office. What's the name of that? Do- What's the name of the dog again, Keith? That is Boo Boo Bear. Boo Boo Bear. Boo Boo Bear is letting you know a uh, bad guy is here, or she's all <laughs> excited that you got your uh, <laughs> that you got headphones on. I don't know. Uh, so we'll get back to Boo Boo Bear here in a little bit. You can talk uh, that that story you told about your house burning down recently and your dog. B- at home, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. And she's still with us. So uh, anyway, back to Columbia Precision. What, what do you guys do here, Keith? Uh, I get the impression that it has mostly to do with aerospace and a lot to do with military. Is that correct? Yes. We uh, support our military through... Uh, uh, government contractors. Uh, about ninety percent of our work is aerospace and defense work. Our motto is: uh, we support America's warfighters. Nice. That's our that's our task. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's your um, tie to the military? You were a military man yourself, correct? I served uh, six years in the uh, Army Infantry. Mm. Uh, thank spent, you for your service. Oh, thank you. I uh, spent two years in California, two years in uh, Germany. Wow. Yeah, and I mentioned to you I was also in the Army for also six years as a combat medic. You know, uh, people ask me what I thought of my experience, and I thought, I mean, it was a good experience. Um, I'm glad I did it. I was one of those kids growing up watching Rambo and Commando and thinking I wanted to be some kind of badass, right? But uh, well, you are. Uh, <laughs> you uh, achieved it. I don't know. Uh <laughs> So uh, I'm glad I did it. I, I'm glad I quenched that thirst. I had no, I guess, no desire to continue on with that military career. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess initially a, a big motivator for me was I, I wanted to go back to college and I didn't have any money. And the military provides the GI Bill and they had some other tuition assistance and tuition reimbursement programs available. So that need for money along with my desire to be a badass, I guess, is what motivated me to join up. <laughs> what was your what was your motivation to become an infantry? Now that's that's legit badass. You know, I was a medic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Infantry's very badass. Yeah, what was your motivation behind that? Well, the, the infantry is what gets the job done. Yeah. And uh, yeah. every everybody else in the military is there to support the infantry. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to be at the point of the spear. Yeah. And, uh, right in the middle I, of the action. If, if I'm going to do it, yeah, give me a gun. Yeah. Did you come from a military family or what I, was... I did. Uh, most of my uncles were in the military in uh, Korea. My father was in Korea. Wow. Uh, he was also in the infantry. Oh. Uh, so it's it's been a lifelong dream of mine to yeah. join the military. Yeah. That's cool. Were you 18 when you joined? Right out of high school. Right out of high school. A week after graduation. 
You got shipped wow. out right after? Yep. A week after. You graduated, and you were on a bus a week later. Yep. Where were you um, stationed? Uh, I took basic training in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Okay. Uh, Fort Lost in the Woods. Fort Lost in the Woods. Yes. <laughs> uh, took AIT in Fort Benning. Uh, went to Georgia. Jump, went to Georgia. Went to jump school, got injured there, uh, oh. and then went to a straight leg unit, mechanized infantry unit in uh, Germany. So you signed up for airborne and got hurt? Yes. Oh, I'm Jumping? Sorry. Yes. My dad was in the airborne, 82nd airborne. Yeah. Yeah, that's no joke, man. I don't. I forget what they say. Like the impact of coming down on one of those chutes is comparable to like jumping out of a third story window or something it, like that. Yeah, you know you've done something. Yeah. Well, I gotta say <laughs> really this dumb. though: the guy's in his eighties, and now if he slips on the ice, he has no problem. He just rolls and gets right back up again. So I guess it's a lifelong skill. Good training. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He he like double does like a, a legit roll with a backflip and he like, like he knows exactly Wham. how to fall. He says you just got to know how to fall and you won't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't tell Keith that he feels feels bad now. <laughs> he got hurt. Right. I'll know better next time. <laughs> right. All right. So you did the uh, military thing for six years and you came out and you're like, now what? So now what, Keith? What'd you do after the military? After I got out of the military, I went to uh, Hennepin Technical Center for uh, welding. Actually, mm. uh, how'd you choose welding out of all things? Uh, it's something I'd always dabbled with in school. In uh, high school? In high school. So they let yeah. you weld in high school? Oh yeah, shop class. Shop class. Mm -hmm. I got I got gypped. I think I built the birdhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I was even in auto shop. I Did you get the weld? I didn't. No, I chose auto shop instead of welding. I could have. That was a thing it for was you a too. Thing. Yeah, Man. if you wanted to go into the upper upper. Upper levels in shop class, industrial yeah. arts. Maybe industrial they just, arts. yes. Maybe yeah. they didn't trust me. I don't know. I, just, I wanted I to work on cars, though. Yeah, cool. All right, so you did a little welding in high school. You got done with the military, and you're like, hey, I got to go make some money now. And let me go to this uh, this tech school. Is it like a, like a two-year program or like a one-year? 18 months. And wow. uh, get involved in some welding. Yes, I, I got a job out of uh, school uh, where I actually met my wife. Uh, I replaced her father who had cancer and had to give up the job. Oh. Uh, I worked there for about a year and a half, and uh, they had me doing some machining there. And I found I kind of liked that. So you met your wife while going to, to school? No, at the first uh, job I had after oh, school. At the first job after school. She was working for a company, and her dad was also working there? Yes. And he got sick with cancer? Yes. And... Uh, and then uh, you kind of filled his position in that job? Correct. Took, okay, all right. And uh, was it, but it wasn't welding, it was machining. No, it was welding. It was. Yeah, okay. they, uh, when welding was slow, they would have me go run a machine. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I found I liked that. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was rewarding. Uh, I left that job and uh, went and found an entry-level machinist job. And just they, due to your desire to go from, you know, welding, doing a little machining, you're like, hey, I want to do all machining. Is that kind of what correct. you were thinking at the time? Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, it was your wife still working at that other company that you yes. were? Okay. Yeah. All right. How was it working with your wife? Was that okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. We got along well. We we were married for 35 years. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Good for you. All right, so uh, you go get this machine shop job and uh, machinist. You became a machinist. 
Was it at the company you're at now? No, no. Uh, it was a, it was a small company in uh, uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. It started out green as grass, not knowing a thing, mm. and uh, they were good enough to train me, uh, and I picked things up along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been to school for machining, so it's all been self-taught. Wow, good for you. How long were you there for? Uh, I was there for about two years. And then? Then I uh, was laid off there, uh, got another machining job, a place called Douglas Manufacturing. Uh, they're no longer around. I was there for 18 years okay. as, as a machinist. Okay. Um, Getting more experience. Right. 2001, myself and two of my coworkers uh, purchased a cabinet shop. Mm. Uh, oh. They were both school-trained cabinet makers, mm-hmm. and I came along to kind of round out the, the threesome. Okay. Uh, we bought our building on September 6th of 2001, yeah. which was not very fortuitous. Uh, uh, September 6th? September 6th, yes. Ouch. Jeez. Yes. Five days later. Five towers days, five days later, yeah. That really took the wind out of our sails. We... We hung on for about three years, and then you know we did, it just wasn't a run anymore. You know? Yeah, I don't. Okay, so I was a chiropractor back then, and I don't remember the impact that had on the economy. Oh, but sure. I would assume that it was pretty drastic. It was. Yeah. yeah. You know, you go to work the next next Monday, and it was you know five dollar gas. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gouging, and yeah. nobody nobody knowing what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. Absolutely. So you guys started that business from scratch yes. and uh, stayed around for about three years, but you know, the economy could just kind of crush you. It did. Yeah. It did. Uh, we, we just couldn't, couldn't get the revenue going. Okay. What, so I'm curious. These two guys were trained cabinet makers, but you're a machinist, right? right. So yes. how, how, how did you, what, what were you doing over there? Well, we also had uh, a couple of machines. CNC machines. Oh, okay. That uh, we we brought in. Okay. And running as a as a on the side to the cabinet business. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So that took the wind out of your sails. I would assume you're like, this sucks, man. Now what? Now you got to pull up your your bootstraps and uh, look for another machinist job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I I found uh, my dream job. Really? Yep. I was. Ready to retire from there. Uh, it was a company called uh, DHY Diehead Yokes. Okay. In uh, Lakeville, Minnesota, uh, they were also primarily aerospace and defense. Okay. Um, I started there as a manual machinist, you know, running bridge ports in the model shop, and I progressed through the ranks there. A uh, year and a half later, I was the engineering manager. Oh, oh wow. wow! And then in 2008, uh, the bank came and closed us down. 2008? Yeah. Mm. Man, this is a... Keith, I'm getting depressed, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a happy end to this story. It turns out pretty good, though. Yeah, it seems that way. So we had the housing crash 2007, 2008, and did the bank just call the note due over there or something, or what, what was the problem? They did. They got nervous and they're like, "Hey, we got a call." I, that, that was absolutely it. You know, there was no rationale for their decision uh, uh, that we could see. The company had been with the bank for almost twenty years. Oh God! Uh, never missed yeah. a payment. And uh, in December of two thousand seven, they notified the company that they had to renew their line of credit. Uh-huh. On January fifth, they called up and said, "We're calling in your line of credit." <laughs> 
they just cut us off at the knees. Something very similar happened. My son was in school here in Egan, um, a school, it was a private school called Tesseract, and we were notified on Wednesday that the school was closing Friday. <laughs> same thing, same exact thing. You know, the bank wanted their money, and yeah. yeah. It was it was really sad. That was those were really tough years. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, certainly was. Okay, all right. So uh, that didn't work out. And then what? Uh, then I worked for a couple of different companies for a year or two here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, never really found my niche. Right. Uh, then I was offered the position of general manager here at Columbia. Okay. In uh, twenty sixteen. Okay. Uh, so I I came to work. In 2016, here the previous owner passed away in 2018, and I wound up purchasing the company in 2019. Wow, that's a whirlwind! Happy end of the story. Yeah. So now you're the president. Uh, Was that? uh, I mean, a dream of yours? Is that ever like something you laid in bed and thought about? It'd be nice to be back in business for myself again. It very much was. So I'd been in management the last 15 years of my career directing people and running shops. Yeah. So I had a pretty good handle on what uh, was going on. Okay. And I've surrounded myself with some brilliant people. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's, ticket. That is the ticket, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can't do this all yourself. That change in job, uh, just dis- descriptions of what you were doing as a GM versus an owner and now president, is that you're probably doing more of the visionary aspect of the company and where it's going uh, what what equipment to buy, what uh, contracts to pursue versus the day-to-day operations as a, a general manager correct. would do, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, how old are you, Keith? I am 63. So you were 61 when you bought this? I was. That's so cool. That's okay. My dad's 85, still hasn't retired. No, I, I don't plan to retire. You know, this, this is my retirement account. Yeah, right? They I, say I, a body in motion stays in motion. Mm. Right. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that, well, kudos to you, Keith. That takes some balls at 61 to be like, hell with it. I'm buying some bitch, right? I'm, I'm going for it. Right. And I, right? <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the answer at our podcast yesterday. What's it take to run a company like this? And what did he say? Steel cojones? Oh, cast iron balls. That was it. Yeah. That was cast it. Cast iron balls. Yep, yeah, I think Keith has some too. Yeah. Purchasing yeah. this at 61. Yeah. What was the purchase like? Was it difficult to find financing and work with bankers or uh, were you kind of were you able to do some owner financing or maybe you just don't want to tell me. I don't know. Maybe we, we, I'm We did a little bit of a combination of both. Uh yeah, trying to deal with the SBA was an absolute nightmare. Nightmare. Yes. Uh-huh. We so we abandoned that path. Mm. Right. Uh we went out and <laughs> Said hell with it. Found conventional financing. Yes. Okay. However, uh, the SBA did come on board in a big way, helping us uh, buy the building. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, you just yeah. you changed locations recently. We did. We were in uh, Burnsville previously in uh, 9,300 square feet. 9,300. And uh, now we've moved into our new facility in Egan and uh, 23,000 square feet. More than double. More than double. Yeah. Yeah, and you're are you filling up the space okay? Absolutely. We've uh, moved in here in January of this year, and we've since we've moved, we've purchased five new machines. 
Wow, good for you, man. Those just aren't any machines either. Those are some bad boys back there. There are some expensive machines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, that's interesting. So things must be going well then. I mean, since you've taken over, my guess is business has done better? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've uh, doubled revenue from 2019 to 2020. Doubled revenue from when to when? 2019 to 2020. Wow. One year? One year. And we're about 40% over that this year. You doubled your revenue in one year? Yes. Uh, we, you need to give some business lessons. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> yeah. consulting. I, yeah, I, I see consulting I'm... in your future. <laughs> right? No, I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Right? I wish I could do that. That's really Me good. Too. Yeah. Wow. All right. So what do you guys do here exactly? I know you mentioned a little bit. You gave a brief overview. and But can you give some examples on some of the parts that you guys uh, manufacture here that are in the aerospace or military industry? We uh, primarily work on aerospace and military projects. About 90% of our work is yeah. uh, for Defense Department. Yeah. Uh, we make everything from aluminum hogouts, uh, panel covers, uh, brackets, you name it. If, it. if it goes on an airplane, we can make it. What's it like uh, bidding? Lo- well, first of all, you got to find it. You got to locate a new project that you want to bid on or work with. Uh, can you kind of give me the inside of how you find this new thing to make for this customer? Do they approach you? Is it published on a website that you just kind of bid on? What, what, what's that like? Since I've started here, uh, Columbia has not had an active sales force. Mm. All of our new business is through word of mouth. Nice. Oh, that means uh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for instance, uh, one of our larger customers, Northrop Grumman, has, we do over, we work for over 25 different Entities of Northrop Grumman. None of them know the others even exist. <laughs> so big. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we constantly get requests from new engineers. Hey, you know, Joe told me about you guys. You know, can you take a look at this? Oh, okay. And uh, that's we, nice. We had, you know, all of our work has been, all of our new work has been that way through word of mouth. So yes. somebody will approach you and with a part that they need made, and yes. they're like, "Can you?" Can I have. You? I have a. Director of uh, sales, yeah, on board, kind of waiting in the wings right now. But I can't turn her loose because I don't have capacity. If I go out, take and, on more. If I go out and get a, a, a huge contract from somebody, mm-hmm. yeah, and then tell them, you know, okay, you're twenty five, thirty weeks out. You know, you've lost that customer forever. Right. Yeah. So I have to be in a position to be able to support that sales effort before Smart. I turn it loose. Yeah. Nobody wants growth out of control. What's your favorite part of this? Either your your new position as being the owner or this type of industry uh, of machining or your type of uh, niche in the aerospace? Do you what, what's what's your favorite part of it? It's, it's the ability to support our warfighters. Nice. Very yeah. important to us. Yeah. You got a strong military family and you did in the military yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Well, what's the future looking like? Are you going to be doing more of what you've been doing? You talked about this uh, uh, sales manager waiting in the wings that you can let her loose when the time is right. But uh, any other big plans? 
Um, we're, we have a little bit more capacity to add machines here, mm-hmm. but uh, pretty soon we're going to be out of room. Yeah. So, you got to buy another building. Possibly. You got to call the SBA up again. Well, any, anything's on the table, you know. Yeah. Uh, new building, an additional building. Can you expand on this one? No. No. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, our, our next step here would be a second shift, but it's difficult enough trying to find people for first shift. I was just going to ask if you were hiring. We are hiring, yes. Mm. Any machinists out there, please feel free to come. And How many would you like to hire right now? I could use two today. Two today. Yep. Yeah. And two tomorrow? And probably two tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, we, we talked a little bit about Boo Boo Bear. Yes. Yes, the dog. Oh, yeah. And Story. your house burning down. That's crazy. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened there and getting the phone call at work and uh, how that uh, transpired? Sure. Um, I, was, I was at work, got a phone call from a neighbor that uh, my house was on fire. This is back in March of uh, 2020. Um, I got home. The fire department was there. Uh, they were just coming out. They put the fire out. And once they were all out, one of the neighbors came up and said that uh, there was a little dog in the house. Mm. So they went back in, uh, found Boo Boo in the kitchen, curled up in a ball. She was unconscious. Uh, they gave her a shot of oxygen. She perked up for a little bit, but then passed right back out. Uh, thankfully, the police that responded uh, took her lights and siren up to the vet, and they resuscitated her. That is the coolest thing. It I didn't is. even know that police do that with animals. It is. Yeah, I was very thankful. Yeah, that is. It, I love that story. Yeah, that's going above and beyond, right? Right. And on their part, kudos to them, man. Yeah. Uh, so was the house a total loss, and did you have to rebuild or move, or what did you end up doing there? Uh, I was a total loss. Uh, I sold that and I found a new house. Okay. All right. It was an unwelcome interruption in my life, but... Yeah. I can only turned imagine. Out, turned out for the best, so. Were you able to find another place right away? Did you have to go stay in a hotel for a while? or was it, I was, was in a hotel like, for three weeks. Three weeks? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not too bad. No. All right. So is there anything I didn't cover, Keith, that you want to talk about regarding Columbia Precision? Uh, no, I, I think we've uh, pretty well covered everything all right so let's bring this home guys again across from me is keith johnson the president of columbia precision located in egan minnesota their website is columbia pmc.com again that's columbia paul mary charlie.com Keith, I appreciate your time. I, I love the fact that you're a military man and that that's kind of, it seems like that's your driving force behind what you guys do here at Columbia. You really deep down inside of you, you care about supporting our military and uh, that's an honorable thing to do. So thank Amen. you for that, Keith. Yes. Thank you. All right. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.